I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. You know, you know what you want to go to this location, although I will just warn you, do not try New York or Paris hotels. Like those are the most requested hotels when it comes to influencer stays. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 147. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're going to talk about creating content for a host stay as an influencer. But first off, Jesse, what are you drinking today? I am drinking some Down East cider. You know, mm. it is one of my go-tos, I would say, between like the boxed wine, the Down East cider, maybe some gin and soda. Mm-hmm. You know, it falls right in line, but it's perfect for like the winter months. Um, I just, I just love it. So, well, I'm kind of going in that vein. Have you heard of Far From the Tree cider? No. They're a Salem, I believe they're a Salem company, Salem, Massachusetts, and they just made um, a Hocus, a line of Hocus Pocus inspired ciders. Oh, that's so funny. I, yeah, and they sold out so quick, so, but I guess they're going to be getting some more in, so I'm hoping to get some of that stuff. (laughs) I'm on like, yeah, I'm trying to like. Let me know when it's back in stock. When it's back in stock, because I am obsessed um with hocus pocus but also a good good hard cider so um, uh-huh. that, that's on my hit list for Very this nice. fall you know but i guess Very i'll nice. stick with down east as well while I'm, while i'm waiting exactly well um i know that we were we were trying to come up with um you know we, we regularly discuss show ideas and mm-hmm. this is something i think from the content creator side of our audience would be really interested in knowing. And I'm just super curious because I know you've been doing a lot of hosted stays lately. And, you know, it's like, how does that even, how does that even work? Right. And so I was like, let's actually talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, So that's sort of going to be the direction of the conversation today. And so um, we're going to be covering a lot of ground, but Kate's really going to like give us, a pretty thorough, um, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, thorough rundown of yep. what it looks like, including some of the nitty gritty details of negotiating pricing, um, mm-hmm. but also like how it is when you actually have to execute the content while you're staying. So we're going to talk a lot about it, but let's, let's, I want to, I want to start off with, um, you know, talking to us about I guess there's different types of stays, right? Yeah. So you there's, there's a bunch of different types. Um, the ones that I have done is collaborating directly with a hotel. Um, and there's and there's also different ways you can go about it. Um, but you can collaborate directly with the hotel, which means that you reach out to them or they reach out to you and they arrange your stay, and then you're kind of on your own in terms of what um you want to do while you're in this destination or there's something called a fam trip or as you pointed out people may not understand what a fam trip is it's a familiar i was was like oh family trip (laughs) well it makes sense because i'm a family blogger and it's always been family for me so it's a familiar familiarization trip so usually you do this in conjunction with 
a destination's tourism office, chamber of commerce, that kind of thing. And this can be done a couple different ways as well. But a lot of times it's it's either you're you're doing it independently. So you go and they've set up kind of a um itinerary for you and and you have specific destinations or or events that they want you to check out, maybe certain restaurants they want you to visit, uh, which are, you know, all taken care of or with a group, an, a group of influencers um, yeah. or or even it could be, you know, because travel influencers are still on the newer um, end of the spectrum. It can also be with travel journalists. I know when I went into Salem in um, February, I was with mostly influencers, but there was one or two travel journalists that were working for specific outlets, not just for their own blog and Instagram accounts. So um, they can group those together. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are kind of the major two that I've worked before. Which is is interesting because it's like, I just always thought like, "Hmm, oh, you're going to stay at a hotel, like you're just working with a hotel, but there's actually intention behind it. So some people, again, we've talked about this on the show where, um, you know, some people just think that influencers are just like, bopping around having all this fun oh yeah there's an an intentionality there sure you're having fun while you're doing it but it's still usually it's like you're having fun doing the thing but then like same with me like as a photographer I'm shooting having Mm -hmm. fun shooting but then afterwards the the real you know the real work happens actually before the photo shoot and after the photo shoot and so when it comes to a hosted stay um you know I'm curious about you know the the pre-work and you know, if let's say if I wanted to, um, you know, start looking at, you know, if I were an influencer, how would I go about getting, getting some of these hosted stays? And I would say, let's, um, let's keep it in mind of its, I guess, if it matters with just a whole, like a regular collaboration with a hotel, how do you, how do you go about that? Um, well, there's a couple different ways that I've done it. Um, you can pitch to a hotel, so you can send them an email to their, you know, um, PR department or influencer marketing department if they have that in-house or if they work specifically with a um, PR agency. Mm-hmm. So you could pitch with them. Um, there are also PR agencies that specifically work in the kind of entertainment um, accommodation industry. Like Cole, I've worked a lot with Colwyn Hotels. And um, sometimes if you get on their list, you get emails where um, this is actually this is where I've gotten a couple of my stays lately is uh, if you get on their their list, you can um, they'll send you an email and say, hey, we're working with this hotel. We're looking for influencers to come and stay for these dates. Um, let us know your availability and what your angle would be. And you have to like click a button and fill out like a Google form and that's about it and then oh, you wow. know a couple of weeks later you find out whether or not you've been selected as one of the influencers and then you know your trip kind of gets planned from there wow, um, interesting so yeah it, how did it happen so i know you've recently you recently had a stay um you've had some a couple of stays but like this last stay how did that one happen so that was um with the colin hotel group that's so, so they cool. so yeah sounds so, so easy they, <laughs> i know you know it's 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 not usually that easy and they're they're a great company to work with um cm communications is is who does the colon hotel group um pr they're a great company to work with they're always very easy and um 
easy to communicate with too. Uh, you know, I kind of come with a package deal where I'm a mom. So I come with not only a husband, but also a four-year-old and now, a th- you know, at this time of recording, a three-month-old. So I can't really, you know, I'm at the point where I'm still not traveling without my babies, really. Um, and I don't like doing that. My niche is kind of that family travel angle. So if some place isn't really willing to accept that I'm a family travel blogger and they're not willing to have my kids as well, then I'm really not interested uh, in working with them because that's not my, it's not even, it's not me being like, well, if you're not going to accept my family, like I don't want to be with you or stay with you. It's um, that's not my niche. Mm -hmm. I'm you know, I'm talking to moms who want to travel with their kids and find kid-friendly things, but also have a good time on their own, you know, on yeah. their vacations too. Um, so that's something you need to take into account is who your audience is in terms of where you're going and what kind of hotels you're staying in. I guess that kind of jumped into a different question. Yeah. Um, well, but, so, okay. So this one, you you um, were contacted by yep. the PR company mm-hmm. and they selected you. And at some point, like negotiations have to happen. So whether you are getting approached or whether or not you're pitching, negotiations yeah. happen. Can you talk to us about like what that looks like as far as hotel? Because I, I imagine yeah. it's, it's like a little bit more like logistically involved because <laughs> Versus like just going down to like the mall and like doing something for a store, you're like actually traveling. So there's dates, availability, the the cost of travel, like tell us what negotiations look like. And if you want to get into some details on like actual numbers, that would be, Mm -hmm. that would be great. So when I, so when you work with a hotel, usually specifically a hotel, usually you're not also getting paid for the situation negotiations what it would what you're really negotiating for is kind of the parks of what kind of a room are you staying in how long are you going to stay there um what other things are they going to offer you such as do they have a hotel restaurant that you're going to get you know be able to eat at for free or a bar or um you know if you're into fitness are you able to use you know their their fitness rooms and kind of shooting their thing, which a lot of times a lot of hotels don't want you doing um, that kind of thing. So looking at um, what the what you're willing to exchange Instagram reel versus post versus carousel blog post TikTok video um, in exchange for what they're willing to offer is what usually it happens with a uh, specifically with a hotel negotiation. Some hotels, although this is rare, are willing to help out with travel expenses. Um, But most of the time, that's kind of on you. So that is something you need to take into account when you are. And and again, you're also taking into account your other meals that you may not be eating at that hotel. Um, So there is there can be some costs involved with um, these kind of stays. Fam trips. Usually, and I know we're talking mostly about hotels, but um, fam trips usually do involve um, some kind of monetary help, whether that is a stipend that they give you on top of taking care of your meals and your travel expenses. I know when I visit, worked with um, the Massachusetts Office of Tourism and Travel, they took care of 
specific tickets for events that I was going to on top of my accommodations. And then they reimbursed me for meals and travel. And then they also, as I said, they offered me that that stipend on top of it. And um, it was, you know, just to be completely upfront, it was $800, not a ton of money, but, you know, for someone who is on the micro influencer spectrum, that was really good considering they were taking care of pretty much everything else. That was like the dream. Right. Um, situation. Right. So um, that's what you're kind of looking at with that. And then so with the um, the hosted stay, um, I don't know if you want to share maybe the I don't know if it's the last the last day you want to share an example. What did that negotiation like? What did that actually end up looking like for you negotiating like so many days? And what did you deliver? Yeah. Like, what did you actually get from a particular example? And what did you deliver in that same example? So with, when you're working with something like um, the company I was working with, they have a specific uh it, with them, it's always the same thing. You get oh. one or two nights. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Okay. You get, and I think it's just because they work with specific hotels that always have like a restaurant in the place and everything. Well, it makes it streamlined. Like they yes. like, know exactly what they need. They know what they need and they know what they want. And so we got, um, like when I've worked with them, I've always gotten two nights at the hotel, at whatever hotel I'm going to be staying at, dinner one night, breakfast two two mornings. Um, okay. And that's, that's pretty much standard for what they offer. And that's covering and, it for the entire family. So you, Alex, yep. and the kiddos. Yep. So that they've been good enough to take care of that. And then, um, I last, actually the first time they asked for a blog post, I don't think they have the past couple of times, but I still always do a blog post just because it is, you know, that's it, where, whatever I've stayed with a colon hotel is always a fabulous shot that I get or a couple of shots that I want to share on my blog because obviously building that portfolio. Um, but usually it's, you know, Instagram stories and an Instagram post. And they're they're very flexible when it comes to whether it's a reel or a carousel or just a, a static post. It's it's kind of whatever they feel like tells the story the best oh, for me. That seems really um, reasonable. Yeah. So they, as I said, they've been excellent to work with. I know a lot of other hotels. Um, there is a, you know, they don't necessarily have a prescriptive thing that they offer. It's more of what can they see? Um, what can they get from you? And then they can reciprocate, you know, what they feel that's worth. So Jesse, you actually have a skill that a lot of hotels would be interested in, in the drone photography situation. So, um, a lot of hotels love, you know, influencers that can offer That's drone right. videos, mm-hmm. photography, that kind of thing, because it's it's something that they can end up using for their own personal needs. That's another thing. Licensing, you know, they technically um, a lot of times it's, you know, yes, you can take photos here, but we can reuse them. That's another mm-hmm. thing that you want to just take into account when you're thinking about um, if you're if you're somebody who really doesn't like having other brands post your photos or repost your photos, you know, if you're going to work with a hotel, you pretty much have to know that they're going to be reusing your content. So that's something you kind of got to be okay with. So the deliverable would be um, a license, like the the license to use your images. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. The, like the hotel I just stayed with just actually today 
um, reused one of my photos on their Instagram account. So, and do they tag you when they reuse yep. them? Okay. Yeah, pretty much always. I've okay. never not been tagged. I mean, I feel like that's standard. Reasonable. A, it's like tags you. So, like, if it comes up, like people be like, oh, she did, or it, like it's almost like yeah. your portfolio of like things mm-hmm. that you've done too. So, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. So, okay, because this is like, you know, not just all fun and games, then you just get to travel all over the place. Seriously. It's actually work. Uh, What kind of, so I do a lot of research for my shoots, aka Mm -hmm. shoot planning. Um, What do you do to prepare yourself so you, like, don't blow it? (laughs) So, yeah. So I always research, especially when I'm I'm working um, with a, you know, whether it's a destination or a hotel, um, what their audience is like. So, you know, I am into travel. So you got that right there. But, you know, you're talking about what age range are you looking at? What kind of um, financial situation people have to be in? You know, I kind of specialize in budget travel while kind of having these little luxury experiences. So places that, you know, you can have some less expensive stuff going on while you can splurge here and there. Um, So looking into that, looking into fun places to shoot while I'm at a location. Uh, If it's at a hotel, I'm kind of doing a little, you know, tour online somehow. And that can just be going to Instagram and checking out their Instagram or checking out photos that were taken at the hotel or whatever and kind of getting an idea of where I would want to shoot. And even maybe getting some inspiration for different shots. Uh, But then it also, if I'm not doing a specific fam trip where they have a prescribed itinerary where I have to go to X, Y, and Z, I'm looking at what what events, what locations, what activities are my is my audience going to be interested in as well as people who may be staying at that hotel are going to be interested in? And I look into what what we can do together. I mean, now it's added a little bit of a layer of complication because not complication, but an extra layer, I should say, with having a baby in the mix, you know, so I specifically look for kid-friendly activities and restaurants so that I, again, I'm talking to my audience, but I also have to take into consideration the hotel's audience. So I was working with a hotel that, you know, family, you know, a family stay may not be a hundred percent their first, the first thought that people come to mind when they think of this hotel. But they think of like upscale, chic, um, you know, young professional kind of people would stay at this hotel. So while I'm still looking for that that kid friendly thing, I'm also looking for restaurants that would um, be more up their alley to beyond the restaurant in the hotel shores that they would be interested in that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I think that brings up a really interesting point because it's like, I feel like the way people travel generally is, uh, they're generally not saying, I'm going to go to this hotel. Like, I want to trip to this hotel. No, it's, I want to go to this city to do, Mm -hmm. to explore this city, but I need a place to stay. Yeah. So 
how like and based on the demographics like where would this demographic want to stay oh Mm -hmm. they would want to stay at this hotel so i need to now create the content that shows like oh you're great with kids you want to do these activities this is a perfect place for you to stay because it's centrally located to all the kids activities that you want to do and oh there's this really great restaurant that we went to that was just two blocks down from the hotel and the hotel by the way also had all this great kid-friendly amenities, blah, blah, blah. So, Right. That's the yeah. other thing. You bring up a good point about, you know, going to a destination. So while most of the time I've, were, I've been approached and worked with places that have said, hey, come stay with us, the other way that you can go about it is, you know, you know what, you want to go to this location, although I will just warn you, do not try, unless you're like a huge influencer, New York or Paris hotels. Like yeah. those are the most requested hotels when it comes to influencer stays. Like you really have to be huge to get anything from either one of those cities. London yeah. probably another one too. Um, but if you know you're gonna be staying someplace and you have again the um the audience that's that you can show your worth a hosted stay, you know, reach out to at least five to 10 hotels that would fit your demographic in that area and tell them your, you know, give them your dates. You know, weekends are not usually a great time for hosted stays. Um, But sometimes if it's slow, they'll maybe say, okay, we can at least offer you a discount on something or whatever. Um, Or one free night if you want to you know, do an Instagram post for that. And then you have to pay for the other nights, you know, there's always that opportunity. So looking at where you want to go and then finding the hotels that you feel would be interested in what you have to offer is another option. Mm. Um, But then the research also, because I am a nut and you know this, Jesse, research can, for me, can also go down to what should I wear? While yeah, there. that was going to be my next question because I know it's it wasn't like the first thing that came to mind when we we're going to have this discussion. Mm-hmm. But I know that like being a, a tied into the fashion piece of this and because I also have a trip coming up and I'm like, how the heck am I going to pack for this? So mm-hmm. when you are a influencer doing a hosted stay or a fan trip and you're thinking you're you're researching all your offers. You're like, okay, I'm going to be there for three days, but I also know I want to get content um, in these three looks. Like, what are you doing to prepare? And also, when you have like kids, yeah. So that's that is another piece of the puzzle um, because you know, obviously, with a three month old, she's spitting up on everything. Um, so with like just taking an example of this last trip that we did, so we had actually. Um, added on an extra day just because it was the first time we were going with Aurora to anywhere. Um, So we added on a day where we stayed at a little beachside in, in old orchard beach, but they had this game at the Portland sea dogs. So we drove up to Portland first and it was princess day. And so I knew that Ariel was going to be dressed as in a princess costume. Aurora had a little princess costume, princess and pirate, I should say. Um, Aurora had a little princess costume and I wore, I have an Ariel, uh, it's from Box Lunch, baseball jersey. So like I wore that with my jeans and then my girls wore the little princess costumes, but Ariel has the matching shirt. So partway through the game, she changed into the matching shirt with the jeans so we could take pictures. Um, mm. 
And, you know, I knew that there was going to be a day we were going to be on Peaks Island, which is, you know, very preppy and, um, you know, nautical. So I got matching um, striped shirts for us. Like, they're not exactly the same, but like black and white striped shirts. And the three of us wore them. I give Alex a a pass on this kind of stuff. So we do family pictures. He's he doesn't love being in front of the camera. Like I'll get some really great shots of him and it's like, you know, you would be but that's that's not his thing. That's so another story, yeah. That's a whole other story and I respect that. Um So you're taking into account like the the destination and mm-hmm. the things that are actually happening along with like the feel and vibe and translating yeah. that not only to your own outfit but to the kiddos. And so this can like probably result in a lot of outfits. Uh, yes, which I need to work on when I went to, I'll tell you when I went to Paris and I actually did a blog post on this, I took like a capsule wardrobe to Paris. It was very streamlined. I pretty much only wore black and white. Um, and this is actually, if, if you're just, I would say this, if you're just traveling for fun, um, I'd consider more of a capsule wardrobe for situations like a pair, a nice pair of pants, a nice skirt and a nice dress, and then several tops that you can interchange. And I'd stick to just a couple of colors in my color palette. And then, you know, I brought a pink scarf and a red scarf, like accented. And I brought a pink lipstick and a red lipstick. And, you know, uh, the rest of my face was very, you know, neutral, just like a cat eye and everything. And that's pretty much, you know, when I'm just traveling, um, actually, I pretty much stuck to that color. Uh, I stuck to pretty much a very neutral color palette for this trip, too, um, with the exception of, like, the baseball jersey. And that was just because it was a baseball jersey and we were at a baseball game. And when else am I going to wear a baseball jersey? Um, so... That's typically what I suggest to people is to kind of keep it neutral and then add pops of color with everything. And that's that's what I'm going to try to get to with the girls. Although with kids, it's it's kind of harder. Kids stuff is so colorful. Not going to lie. So maybe right. maybe I need to stay more neutral and allow them to be the pops of color. That's so in my wardrobe. That's so know. true. OK, that's so so that's a lot to consider with. I mean, it, it's. Again, this is like to do the stay properly and to ensure that you get the right content, all of this has mm-hmm. to be taken into consideration. So this is like all the prep, same as like a photo shoot. We're doing all the prep, but now you're actually like doing the thing. So like, how are you actually like when you're there, what are you doing? Like, what does your day look like? And how is it like, how do you still, so my uh, side question, how do you still make it feel like a vacation <sighs> and like, not all work and then what does your day actually look like i mean maybe it is mostly work so share like what a typical stay like when you're at the hotel and like what do you what does it look like yeah so first off don't automatically assume that everybody knows you're coming and that you're who you are you know that was i i i'm i'm one of those people who i never just assume people know who i am and that's smart because you're still just you're just another person to a lot of people at the hotel like they're not told specifically oh there's an influencer in this room and blah 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 blah. it's not like a celebrity don't think it is um so you're not getting that kind of treatment um the other thing is do the work first so 
when we have, when you check into the hotel, first off, always be nice to every single person. Like, do not, as I said, don't assume everybody knows that you're there as a host and stay. Um, bring plenty of business cards, you know, just to let people know that you're going to be posting because that can help to grow your audience as well. But just be nice to everyone. Um, when you're checking in, you need to get the lay of the land, but then right away you need to start taking that content. So, and that was hard with a baby this time around because you've got so much more stuff, right? So we got to our room and we kind of got in and took a look around. And then I was like, all right, pull everything back out. And I let, I actually let Alex and Ariel stay in the room and Aurora was in the baby carriage because we actually had like a nice huge suite that she could like stay in her carriage in the room it wasn't like a sardine or can or anything so I like had to like come in and like do the room tour and you know get all the pictures of the room before it was destroyed right yeah Mm -hmm. and then like I was asking Ariel okay you gotta move out of the camera because I gotta get the picture of the living room like all nice and clean and then you want to get the pictures of people actually in the space living um so you grab some of those and just kind of trying to get as much material as possible while the room is as you said looking that pristine untouched situation right then you can kind of start to unpack and move in and again try to get the shots of you like living in the space if you, you know, a lot of times check-in, this is, this is so involved and it really shouldn't have to be. A lot of times check-in in New England is like three or four o'clock and it's already starting to get dark in wintertime. So sometimes, you know, you just got to get what you can and then the next morning get whatever else you can get. So, um, you know, we were there and it was starting to get kind of dusky after I had grabbed all like the pristine shots. So I waited until the next morning to get like in bed, like, you know, and I had totally forgotten like a nice looking, um, (laughs) this is the one thing I forgot a nice looking, um, like nightgown or nightshirt or something. So I was like, Alex, I need your shirt. And I put it on and I grabbed Aurora and I was just like holding her up. Oh yeah. No, that, I thought that was like an, that was such a cute shot. Well, it was a great view in that room and I wanted to get that view. But if I had done it the night before, it it so obviously would not have been morning time. It would have been evening. And, you know, you have to take that into consideration as your lighting is, you know, as as a photographer, you know, that as a photographer, you know, as a lot of photographers listening, you know that. Um, So that's what you kind of have to do. So just doing the work first. And that goes down to like meals. Okay. Order your food order your drink, take your pictures, and then just enjoy it. Just if you've done the work, if you've gotten the videos and the shots and everything first, stop working for even just a little bit. Enjoy your meal. Yeah. Enjoy your stay because if you don't, then you're just, it's going to become way too much like a job and then you're not going to want to do it anymore. I noticed. I sp- I, there was one stay where I was like just 100% on on the job and i didn't i didn't enjoy it at all and that was a huge mistake so that's another thing so do the work up front then enjoy take some time relax 
Well, I remember you saying at one point, and maybe this, I don't know, maybe this is the state that you were like, I was way, way, working way too much that you at night, you bring your laptop and you Mm -hmm. download the photos. Like, did you do that this last time? Or are you waiting to do that now? No. So I've already posted the blog. I, I. Like, where did you work at night with this last day? Like, is, are you? Are I you saying, did like, not. You, and is that? I did not. And, did and that you is enjoy that. With you like that? Is that yeah. better now? <laughs> yeah. Well, so with the other day, I was doing it because we were supposed to be kind of posting like in the moment. Uh, and um, so, and I didn't, I don't ever post like live. I just don't like people knowing my location. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not famous at all, but I just don't like people knowing where I am. And so I never post in the moment. So I always, I was coming home and I was, you know, editing the photos and putting the videos together. And then I was like putting it up this time around. um, They said I didn't have to post like during my stay. So I took, you know, I was able to come home, load everything up take the time to go through the photos and see what were actually good, what was not so good and kind of put stuff together in a much more deliberate way, which I much preferred. Um, Well, I feel like that just gives you time to, like you said, check out. So at like night, you can actually just like, I don't know, while you're winding down, you can actually wind down and recall the moments from that day. I mean, I'm always making notes, you know, because that's the only way I'm going to remember things these days, you know, like I'll, right. I'll write down like, or I'll take, I sometimes what I even do is I'll take like pictures. If I'm at a restaurant, I'll take pictures of what I ordered just so I remember what I ordered That's smart. and what's in them. And, you know, like a lot of the meals that, that we ate at the hotel this past time was made with really fresh ingredients. And I was able to say like where the ingredients came from and everything um because I took those pictures and and uh that was it was helpful because that's one of their their things that they're most proud of is that that local angle um so yeah always as I said just an overshooting is also a good idea just overshoot everything (laughs) especially if you have kids overshoot because inevitably Somebody's blinking, somebody's not looking at the camera, somebody's thinking that a funny face is a better idea. And sometimes that's my husband. Just kidding. Well, he is, yeah, similar to mine, overgrown child. Now, speaking of children, um, what is it like? I mean, I know you've been doing travel since you've had Ariel and now Aurora. Um, But before that, you... You did a lot. I would say you did a lot more traveling before kids, but you definitely I never got been a sponsored a trip. I never got a sponsored trip before kids. So, but so. I know, yeah, but you were, you were, you've, you've had a passion for travel just naturally and yeah. you did do a lot of travel on your own. And so now you've got the kids um, and it seems like you've adapted pretty well to traveling with the kiddos, obviously now learning how to do it with two. Um, and mm. so any thoughts on that aspect of it? If anybody here is listening and they have kids and they want to sort of get into that. And then yeah. a per- more of a personal question. Do you, I know you said you only like to travel with your kids, but what about just getting a trip for you and Alex? It's probably uh, been years since you've been alone. <laughs> it's, been, it's been five years. Um, but so I those say, are two questions. So the, for, well, answering the second one, First, I would not say 
No. We, I grew up in a family. My mom always took us on vacations. Like, I think she only didn't take us on one and she actually ended it early because she didn't like being away from us. Oh, um, his and Alex's family was the same way. Always took the kids. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, my, we operate on the idea that kids should be, not that kids should be, our kids should be welcome anywhere if we actually raise them correctly. So when we were kids, we were always welcome at family weddings where we would be the only kids invited because we actually acted not like many adults, but we acted like good kids. Um, We did things that no kid. We went to the Russian tea room when I was a kid. I went on a, a, you know, all kinds of neat experiences when I was a child because of how I acted. And so we're both of the thought process that we want our kids to experience this and we want to experience it with them. Now, if somebody was to offer me some kind of incredible stay and it was just for me and Alex, it I would think about it. Definitely. Um, because let's face it, even though my, my niche is family travel blogger, there are times when you just need to get away on your own. And, How to survive um, motherhood with a trip. Yes. No. Yeah, exactly. I, I appreciate that. Exactly. My- I appreciate that. My parents actually, like my parents did travel without us um, yeah. occasionally. I mean, we, my dad's a pilot, so he. That's a different story right there. So you they, know? I mean, well, we never got like great benefits ever because he never worked for like a major airline. But, um, but I remember when we were younger, every year my mom would take off, take off as a mother. She would get her vacation time and because she stayed home with us and my dad, you know, was a pilot. So half the time he wasn't like around. My mom was yeah. like with us and she would go to like Mexico with her girlfriends for like a week. <laughs> so she would take wow. off, leave all of us kids with dad. And then occasionally they would, I mean, I would say it was less so that they would travel together per se, mm-hmm. but there, they would definitely have a lot of date nights. They would do, you know, I remember being with sitters a lot. So um yeah. But we did travel I and mean, we did do family vacations quite a bit. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think it just depends on on the family. Um, as I said, with with mine, it was just like, you know, they didn't my mom wasn't really interested in traveling without us because she did a lot of travel with her parents. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, you know, she, especially her mom, you know, she was doing a ton of travel in like the 70s and the 80s with her mom, just the two of them. So, you know, I think that's just kind of in our in our blood, that kind of idea of you go away with your your whole family. Um, but we'll see, you yeah. know, um, you we certainly have the we certainly have the uh, the support to take care of True. kiddos if if there was something was pre- uh, the situation was presented itself. Um, now, in terms of what it's changed mm. about our way of travel being you got to be flexible and you got to have a backup plan. And that's really true of any trip to begin with, because you never know what's going to happen. Um, But like kids can be unpredictable. One thing I remember about Arielle when she was a baby that I remembered with Aurora and that definitely I remember with Aurora now is like, as soon as you learn something about a kid, they have a routine or, or a way about them, it like changes. As soon as you learn that, it changes. Um, so kids can be somewhat unpredictable. And just to be prepared for those moments where they kind of 
surprise you. Uh, and that can be good or bad. I mean, last night we took Ariel, my four-year-old, to a classical music concert where she was definitely the youngest person there by far. And she was probably more engrossed than some of the adults. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then there's other times where you take her someplace and she's completely out of it and not interested at all. Well, let me, I have, I have an interesting question. I never actually thought to ask you this. What happens? Because you mentioned kids can be unpredictable. (laughs) Like, what happens? I'm not saying a host hosted say because usually there's going to be like multiple days. So if they have like one day that's like a bad no day, time. the kids having a bad day, and you're like, okay, I'm not getting any content because they're just not in the mood. But what happens if you do have a situation like you're a day trip and they just like and this brand is expecting content with kids and they are not having it? Hmm. I mean, you may not have had to experience that, but. I just thought about that. Like, what if you're going to I, yeah, a day trip to the so zoo far, and you are not getting any good content with the kid? So far, I have been lucky in that respect. Um, you just, you try to shoot around it so- sometimes and it's terror. Like, I I always try to put mom, being a mom above m- being a travel blogger. And what I mean by that is if Ariel is acting out I try not to reward that bad behavior just because I need the shot. You know, it's it's it is a tough situation because sometimes the only way to get her to feel better, you know, to to get her to calm down is to offer her some kind of reward and right. she's not always well, you know, that's not always warranting and that that can be very tough. Um there is there was one situation and as I said it was it was not I've been very lucky. There was one situation where she was part of a, of a couple of events on a fam trip that I just involved her with. And she decided that Alex was going to be taking her back to the hotel for, because I was going out to dinner with this trip and she did not want to leave me alone. And she started having a screaming fit, which is again, unlike her, but she is overtired and it had been a long day. She's a a kid. It's going to happen. She was like three and a half. It's going to happen gonna happen and uh he had to remove her from the situation yeah Yeah, he had to take her and put her in the car and she just cried for a while before he was actually even able to like get her in the seat but he's a kid and that happens um my i guess my best advice would just be (laughs) kids you can reason with kids believe it or not like at least with mine you can reason with them and say hey you know this isn't you shouldn't be acting this way can you please just smile for this shot and you just try to shoot around it or even shooting from the back um so you know unfortunately that kid may not be smiling may not be very happy but if you've got something cool in the background and you kind of shoot them from the back sometimes that's a very whimsical look yeah um so that's that's a very quick way of solving a much bigger problem that just sometimes you just need to put a band-aid over it and then move along well i I think those are good good suggestions i also just feel like sometimes if it's like really that bad you just you're probably just gotta be honest with the brand and say you know what yeah this is what happened yeah if i need to adjust my deliverables we need to talk about anything compensation that exactly because to your point you want to make sure that you're not you know kind of you want to make sure you're still like the mom and making sure that like yeah that it can 
it can get icky in this yeah. case because exactly. like you know you're talking you don't want to about... torture your child if they're really having a miserable time exactly and you also as i said you don't want to make them think that they're you don't want to give them that reward if they're actually acting poorly because that gives them the wrong idea and down the line that can be terrible but at the same time you're talking about your job you know this is your job and let's face it there's not a lot of other jobs in the world that have that blurred line like essentially i could look at ariel as an employee of what i do yeah um and that can get messy and i try to you know, like every time we go into a situation, I say to her, look, this is like I was explaining to her over the stay last time. I said, mommy gets to do really fun, cool things, but it's a lot of work and you are a part of that work. But because of that, you need to be on your best behavior and don't think for a second that I am not going to call you out if you start acting badly just because I am someplace where it's my work. And that can get messy. Um, We did have one situation where my mom was with us and she started acting a little sassy with my mom and I didn't really recognize it. And she was in trouble for the rest of the day (laughs) because I was like, nope, when Mamere is there and I'm working, she is in charge. And that's another thing is I'm lucky that I have a support system where like Alex can come with me on certain things. My mom can come with me on certain things. So having that right. extra person there, I'm rarely on because of the family, the family angle. I'm rarely yep. just me and the kiddos. Um, so I usually have somebody that I can say, Hey, you deal with this. Right. So um, right. that is, that is a luxury that I know a lot of people do not have. So I'm very lucky. Well, this was so much content and I learned a lot about the hostess days. Again, I like knew like it's like, okay, yeah, we've kind of talked about it before, but I think this gives not only me, but our audience like a in in more in-depth um discussion on how they can go about getting these hosted stays and then what's really involved in it. Um so kudos. Thank you yes. for sharing all of that. I think um I can't wait for your next hosted stay. Coming up in November. Which I think it's not that far away from this episode. So probably planning outfits as we speak. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. You can check us out on Facebook, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. Also, make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at FashionablyKate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. <laughs>